You're listening to the Life Hack Podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're joining us today. Life Hack is the show that's dedicated to talking about adulting because life is fun, hard, and complicated. Today, we're going to be talking about the five proven strategies to increase emotional intelligence. I don't know if you guys are aware of what emotional intelligence is or where that plays out in your daily life. Um, when I was growing up, there was this saying that was always focused on how you responded, right? So how good were you with your emotions? How could you handle adversity? How did you handle things popping up and things um, not going your way? Did you have a tantrum? Did you suck it up? Did you cry? All those kind of things. Um, And while we were lauded and applauded for the way that we handled it, if we didn't actually have an outburst of emotion, we weren't actually instructed or taught how to deal with our emotions. So as an adult, um, I found it incredibly difficult to regulate those emotions and be able to um, express my emotions in a way that was uh, equitable to both me, the person who was experiencing these emotions, but then also whomever I was experiencing those emotions with or on. So I want to talk about that today because I think that that's one of the things that might be an area that some of us struggle with and an area that a lot of us could use improvement. And there are some ways to increase that emotional intelligence and to be able to understand how to curtail your emotions and understand how to process your emotions. The number one way, or I shouldn't say number one because they're not ranked, but the first way that we're going to talk about is social situations, right? So learning how to handle yourself in social situations, social settings is the primary way that we um, are increasing our emotional intelligence. That's the primary way that we are really getting into the trenches and really trying to make sure that we are doing what we need to do. Some people find that social situations can be quite painful, um, but often they're trying. They're really, really trying to excel in that situation. If you're trying to fast track your emotional ability and your emotional intelligence, you may want to look into public speaking or debating or joining some type of public speaking course or seminar or just practicing in that way, right? And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because when you do public speaking, they tend to teach you the mental practices that help you with emotional skills and help you to execute words appropriately, help you to translate what you're thinking to what you're saying to what you're feeling and to be able to communicate those things in a succinct way. So if you're looking to really look into like social situations and be able to be yourself and be able to be comfortable in those situations, try looking at research, excuse me, that supports um, public speaking, that supports any type of debate or any type of conversational skills. Uh, I find that that information will prove to be the most useful to you as you're beginning to unpack where you need to be. A second way that you can do that is learning how to express yourself, right? The majority of us don't know how to do that. We just don't know how to express what it is we're feeling, what we're thinking, or, or what we're trying to communicate. In many ways, society is teaching us to really keep our emotions repressed, right? Um, and to have this kind of politically correct thing, I don't even know if it's a movement, but it seems like it's, it's part of the very fabric of our environment and our, um, social structure. Yes, that's the truth. Yes, it's there. Yes, it is a constraint that we are dealing with. However, political correctness and being politically, um, polite does not necessarily negate that we don't have the ability to express what it is that we are feeling. So we have to figure out where that line is and what the balance is. And then we have to place somewhere in the middle. 
So kind of to offset that, you want to really learn how to express yourself as much as possible. And the way that you can do that is to begin to learn more words. I know this sounds weird. I know it sounds counterintuitive. However, when you increase your vocabulary and you increase descriptions and you increase your knowledge of feelings and emotional words, it will help you be able to express that more clearly and more readily available. Like you'll be able to pull the words from your brain because you have them. So the way that I have done this in the past and that I need to get back into doing honestly is to learn a word a week Um, and to focus those words on emotion specifically, not to learn some word that, you know, you're never going to use again, but to learn a word to describe how you're feeling. I tend to reverse engineer this by putting these words into the Google search um, or whatever search engine that you like, but I prefer Google. Um, And I will put word that means, and then I'll put what it is I'm trying to look for. And then once I find that word, then I try to practice using that word throughout the week so that I can commit that word to memory, be able to pull that word from my memory bank and be able to use that and express myself more. So the third thing that we would try to do to increase our emotional intelligence could be charitable acts or being a person of service to someone else or some other organization. And before you stone me, let me tell you why I'm saying this. A lot of times our emotional intelligence or just our ability to express ourselves is stemmed from our focus on self, our focus on what we're going through, how we are, how we feel. And we tend to get caught in that cycle and that loop of self-thinking all the time. A way to combat that self-thinking, a way to combat that focus on self and your feelings and, and how you feel about a situation is to actually start serving others. What that does is it increases your empathy, it increases your compassion, but it also increases your human experience. When you increase your human experience, you're able to fully articulate what it means to be human, what it means for you to be human, what it means for you to feel human. Um, And when you have that uh, availability to be able to say that, to see that, you're able to express that more clearly to other people. Our human experience is not singular, right? So whatever we are experiencing, someone else is experiencing. A lot of times when you can see that out of yourself and you can see that experience demonstrated in front of you, it will help you begin to articulate what you're feeling and what you may or may not be feeling, what you may or may not be making up and what you may or may not be dramatizing. So I would highly encourage us to um, start being of service to somebody else, somebody else, some other organization, some other charity, uh, whatever that looks like for you, but just try to make sure that that is a part of your daily life, a a part of your focus, a part of how you strive to live. The fourth way that we're going to make sure that we are impacting our emotional intelligence and increasing our ability to express ourselves is to try to talk directly. What I mean by that is a lot of us tell stories. A lot of us don't answer questions directly. A lot of us don't actually stick to the topic. A lot of us don't even know what the topic is because we're so busy trying to listen um, for our rebuttal instead of listening for the conversation. If you are speaking with somebody and they are asking you a question and they're like, how do you feel about this? And you're like, well, okay, so in the past I used to, okay, you've automatically already stopped answering the question. Nobody asks you about the past. Nobody asks you about the future, they're asking you about the present. How do you feel about it? We don't need the explanation for how you feel. Try to stop talking so much in a circle. Try to stop talking so much in story land, but more so in fact land. 
what I mean is to try to get your point across in the least amount of words as possible, but you want to make sure that the words have impact and that the words actually land. That is the goal. We want to talk the least amount as possible, and we want to talk the most effective way that we possibly can when we're doing that. The final way that we can talk about increasing our emotional intelligence is actually evaluation. And I talk about this all the time because we don't evaluate enough. Most of us are in our subjective little bubbles. For instance, if you had like a manager and, and they were on the scene and at the job and they believe that something else was happening, this is what's going on in, the, in our particular area, our particular company, this is what we're dealing with. But then upper management came and questioned those employees who reported to that manager and they had a completely different viewpoint, that means that we're in our subjective bubble. That means that we're not talking. We're not actually evaluating where we are. You can evaluate how you're making others feel so that you can improve your emotional intelligence. Ask somebody that you trust. Ask somebody that you love to give you feedback. Okay, so when I say this, what does that come off as? When I say this, what do you hear? What am I communicating? Take that feedback as a way of improving, as a way of knowing what your level of improvement should be and where you should start. You want to remember that your relationship with yourself is going to be reflected in your relationship with others. So again, you're going to somebody who you trust, somebody who you love, somebody who you know, somebody who you like, somebody who you know is going to give you the right feedback and is going to be honest with you. As you begin to implement these specific methods, I'm sure you'll find that your emotional intelligence will begin to increase and your ability to project and your ability to communicate your emotions will become easier. Again, this is Lifehack. I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast and I will talk to you soon. Hey there. Are you looking for a way to get back into taking care of yourself? Do you feel like you are always the last one on your list to take care of? I have the perfect free tool to help with that. The self-care planner is just the thing you need to jumpstart your focus on your needs. The planner will take you on a six-day guided journey with suggestions and prompts you can use to draw the focus back to yourself. Check it out today by clicking the link in the show notes.